Hi, love. My name is Nitika Chopra, and I am your host for the podcast, Thriving Together. I'm so excited about this show because we are going to genuinely be on the journey together. I'll be sharing lots of behind the scenes and as many unfiltered moments from my life as I possibly can as I take you through what it has meant for me to learn how to thrive and the ways that I'm still learning every single day. While you will be on your own journey of thriving, figuring out what that means for you. And I know that so many of you out there might not even know if thriving is possible, but I want you to know through this podcast and this show that it absolutely is, but it has to be on your own terms. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get started with thriving together. Hi, sweet things. I'm so excited to finally be back again for a solo episode with you. It has, it feels like it's been so long because the last few solo episodes (laughs) that I did, I was like really just trying to get it together by the time the conference was upon us. So, um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. I talked a bit about my reflections around the conference. I let you in on some of the nerves that I was having leading up to it, um, some of the behind the scenes stuff and the impact that it made on me. And I also really unpacked the theme for the month, which is, um, everyday activism, which is what we've been focusing on in Chronicon's community. If you haven't joined Chronicon's community yet, you really, I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for because it is just like filled with the most amazing, kind, loving humans. And I talk about them so much in this podcast all the time because they just, you all just make such an impact on me every single day. So if you are curious about joining Chronicon's community, please know that if you uh, bought a ticket to or, or registered for the in-person or virtual experience on May 19th, you get um, a discount, a free month, I believe it is. And um, so if you haven't already um, you know, taken advantage of that, please do. And otherwise, everybody who joins just off of our website gets a free uh, two-week trial, which is really great. So it gives you an opportunity to come in, check it out. I know sometimes people are like, what is it? What happens in there? Um, it's the best place to, the best way to figure that out is just to like come and join. Um, there's no questions asked, no risk. Um, and you can always cancel at any time if you feel like it's not for you. But I find that if folks join and they come to an event, they usually stay forever because when you join an event, And whether you have your camera on or not, um, you are just surrounded by the most cool, loving, fun people ever who also really get what it's like to live with a chronic illness. So definitely check us out. And if you're interested in a scholarship, we, I love giving scholarships just so you know, um, if someone needs a scholarship, it is my honor and privilege to make sure that you are supported to make sure that you get a scholarship. We have sliding scale scholarship options. So we have everything from, um, I think it's like $15 a month or, um, down to $0 a month. So depending on whether or not, um, you, you know, are able to, to pay for anything or not, it doesn't matter. You let us know depending on where you're at with things and yeah, we can get you a scholarship. So That's all I'm going to say about that for now, but I um, shared a lot in this week's episode and it was so nice to be with all of you again. So I hope you enjoy it. Hi angels. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe how long it has been. It feels like it's been 
a lifetime since I have sat down with you and spent some time just like doing the podcast and reflecting and having some time to be with you in this way. Um, It is the middle of the afternoon on a Friday and I'm staring out at my view. We just had a couple of days of like wildfire smoke and smog here in New York and it was really intense but the sky is bright and shining and I'm really excited to be able to be with you today. I have just, I feel like the reason why I want to say I feel like it's been lifetimes since we've kind of had this time is just so much has happened in the last, I guess, few weeks. Today, as I record this, it's been three weeks since the in-person Chronicon. I cannot believe it. Um, I, I can't even, yeah, I just can't even wrap my head around how much went into making that day happen, how much went into, you know, getting to that point, how much went into actually getting through the day, and then what's been happening ever since. So yeah, it feels like, it feels like many lifetimes (laughs) have happened uh, in thinking about all of that. And I also am working on so many things for my brother's wedding. Uh, My older brother is getting married at the end of June and moving to California like the day after his wedding (laughs) to start a fellowship. And um, yeah, it's just like a really, really, really busy, 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 intense time. Um, But you know, it's, I keep reminding myself, it's been intense in a beautiful way. And I think sometimes when we've been through a lot of intensity that's felt and been like really challenging and harsh and even like devastating and traumatic at times, when stuff is busy and, um, you know, intense, but it's positive, it can take us a minute to realize that. And it can take us a minute to sort of retrain our systems and our brains to remember that. So that's something I've been really been trying to be diligent about, right? Is like, it's, it's actually a beautiful thing. Um, and I had to kind of wait a little bit to do a solo episode for you because I was definitely low on spoons, but I slept for nine hours last night, y'all. Oh my goodness. It felt so good. I was so happy and I really, really, really needed it. And there's just been so much going on. Like there has been, there have been a lot of new members in Chronicon and I'm just so proud of that. I think, you know, the, the theme for the month of June and Chronicon's community is all about everyday activism. And I've been talking a lot about it in the community and I've been, you know, I wrote a blog about it, which I shared in the community and all these different things. But um, it's just been so interesting to see that uh, the work that we're doing at Chronicon is so connected to that. And I think the more and more people, you know, sign in and join us and come to our events every week and, you know, comment and participate and like it's become a real community. Um, I think the more and more people do that, I just, honestly, I feel so proud 
and I feel so honored and I'm constantly in my heart thinking of the version of me that, you know, was 10 years old and I remember the moment where I felt separated from everyone I knew and it was the moment that I found out that I had psoriasis and I knew from that moment that like something was really quote unquote wrong. Like it was, it was a serious diagnosis. Um, and I felt othered and separate from folks and from even like my family members immediately when I got that diagnosis. And so I think about that version of me all the time when I am sitting in our Zoom events and I am surrounded by the most beautiful angels I have ever seen in my entire life. Like you all are just divine human beings that I feel so grateful to be, you know, in community with. And I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at everyone and I'm just like, really? Like, this is what we get to do? We get to do this together? I know I'm such a nerd, but this is like really what's going on in my head. Um, and I really think about that and I'm just like, wow, that version of me would have never, ever been able to imagine that not only do I have like a whole community, but like a community of people that I love spending time with. It's not a community that I'm like forced to spend time with, or I'm like fine if I have to, because I don't have any other friends, I'll spend time with them. I have lots of friends now and y'all are still like my favorite people to spend time with. And, you know, I, I signed on to our meeting, um, our community connecting meeting, uh, earlier this week and I had like half a spoon. I mean, I was so tired because I had gone out the night before, which I like don't do that often. And, um, I had had a friend in town and all these different things. And I still hadn't caught up on sleep from my brother's wedding stuff that's been going on every weekend and like all this stuff. And, um, yeah, I was really, really tired. And I felt like being in that meeting with y'all, like I, I gained spoons. I didn't lose more spoons cause I was quote unquote working. I got like three spoons back and that's just such a blessing. So I'm just really, really sitting with that. And, um, yeah. And I have like the biggest smile on my face as I think about it. And there's so many things that I want to share with you about the live event. Um, first of all, all of you that joined us virtually, I looked at, you know, our YouTube, um, comments cause we had like a whole stream of comments on YouTube. I also looked at our comments in the community. We had the founders of Datability sort of, you know, um, hosting the day for us, which was really fun. And um, people were asking all sorts of questions and, you know, commenting and like just really feeling connected. And I just, I feel so proud of that too, y'all. Like we were able to do that, you know, um, from all over the world, right? And I... I do feel emotional thinking about that because I remember the version of me that couldn't get out of bed for so many years. And yeah, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have people that I could hang out with. You know, after a while, the friends that that do really care, even like the family members that do really care, I mean, 
it gets tiring, at least in my experience, it got tiring for them too, right? So it's not like they weren't there, but they weren't showing up as often or it kind of dwindles after a while or people don't really get why, you know, that, uh, why I was having such a hard time, um, when I didn't have, you know, a condition that kind of made sense to them. And so, yeah, the fact that y'all were able to like be together in person, I mean, sorry, virtually to be together, but it felt like you were all like together in person. I know for a lot of you and chat with each other online and all that stuff. It's just, I mean, it's the magic of what we do every single day in Chronicon's community. And I can't stress that enough. Like I think sometimes people don't really believe that the app is like as magical as like the live event or like that main big day, big event for that day. Um, but it really is. It really, really, really is. And if you show up for it, if you join the Zooms, I swear, like even once or twice a month, um, you'll feel the magic of what it is every single day. You really, really will. And um, yeah, like commenting and supporting your members and all of that. It's just, I could go on for days. I won't, I promise. But anyway, I'm just like really reflecting on all of those things. And um, yeah, I guess there's like so much that I could say about the live event. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I find, uh, yeah, it makes me emotional to think about because y'all, I was trying to pretend like everything was fine (laughs) before the event. Um, but I was nervous. I was nervous. I was nervous about a few things. I was nervous about my own physical well-being, to be totally honest. So many of you know that last year was one of the hardest health years of my life. And so I was really scared. I was just like, what if the condition that I have, my asthenia gravis, it like, it can really be triggered. I mean, most of our conditions, I feel like, can be triggered by stress. And so that particular condition, when stress triggers it, you know, you can go into something called a myasthenic crisis. You can be hospitalized. You can, I mean, there's like a lot of really scary things that can happen. And I was close to a lot of that last year. And, um, I just didn't know if my body was going to be able to do it. I really didn't know. And I, I did physically feel like fine and good and actually like stable and okay. All the days like leading up to it from that, standpoint, but I think there was still this thing in the back of my mind of like, is it going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? And like, not for nothing, but I was also really scared that I was going to get sick, like at the event. Um, and not because like we weren't super careful, but like, you know, even having folks be tested for COVID, right? Like, yes, you're testing for COVID, but like there's the norovirus, there's flus, there's so many things, um, that like, you know, we just don't have control over. I mean, I feel like every other day I'm hearing of somebody getting food poisoning or, you know, just all these things. And we were, I was so diligent about every millisecond of that day. I was so, so diligent about it, not just for me, but because I had the responsibility of caring for each and every person that came into the room as much as I possibly could. You know, I'm sure there's always things we could do better, but 
to my best ability, I poured so much thought and care into every millisecond of the day because I just, I was nervous about all those things. And I can tell you that now because it's over and it was great, but <laughs> like leading up to it, you know, I, I'm sure I kind of let on a little bit, but I was, I was nervous about that part. And I also didn't know because it's the first event that we did, you know, in person since the start of the pandemic, I was like, I don't know how it works. Like, are people going to be comfortable like with the COVID stuff? Like, are they going to like, I know some people, I had like a friend reach out who's pregnant, who was coming and she doesn't have a chronic illness, but she's like super, like she knows how hard it's been for me. So she like really wanted to be mindful and thoughtful, like for, you know, attending and everything. But for her, you know, it was really hard to wear a mask for a lot of the day because she's pregnant and it's hard for her to breathe. Right. So like there were so many nuances that people were telling me about that I was sort of holding in my mind. And I was just like, Oh my God, how is this all going to go down? Like, are people going to be okay? Are, are people going to feel safe? And, you know, every single person who filled out our post event survey said that they felt safe with the COVID protocol. And I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, I just didn't know. I just had no idea how people were going to feel. So that was something I was holding and carrying a lot and just like honestly really nervous about. And, um, I'm so glad that that worked out well. And then there are just like so many moving parts with, um, all of the speakers. <laughs> there are, you know, we had over 30 speakers and performers. Um, and that's not including like the 30 people that are in the resistance survival course that came and, um, performed for us. And so, it was, it was a lot to manage on top of like managing all the guests and stuff too. And again, like this is like what I love to do. So I'm not saying any of this is like a complaint or anything. Cause I'm like obsessed with doing this kind of work. It makes me so happy, but there was just a lot of like variables and unknowns because it was our first one from the start of the pandemic that I just didn't know like how it was going to go down, how comfortable people were going to be. Um, and I just was holding a lot cause I hadn't done anything like this since the pandemic started. So those were some of the like behind the scenes sort of thoughts and, you know, feelings about things, um, about the event. And it also like, those are some of the nitty gritty things, but the, uh, some of the other things that have just been so wonderful was I felt like the impact was deeper this time than even the first time I, I felt like the first time was really powerful and, and wonderful, but the impact for this one, it just felt deeper for some reason. Like it just felt like this was a lifeline for so many people. And because a lot of folks were members or are members of Chronicon's community too, and like our app, there was just a deepening of friendship and connection. And I think people were even more open and open hearted to, you know, understanding what we were doing. And they were like more aware because they've been in the app for so many like months, if not years. And so that was really cool to see. And honestly, like really, really, really rewarding. Um, and then I also think one of the other things that was super rewarding was like, I do think that the, the work that we're doing is, you know, that I'm committed to doing is to show people that they have the right to hope, to thrive, to want to live their fullest life, 
even when their body is basically showing them and telling them that they don't have that right. And even when they're within systems that are constantly telling them that they don't have that right. And so I think what's been really transformative and powerful for me is just to like see that people are really understanding that on a deeper level than I've maybe experienced before. Because I think, you know, among smaller intimate groups, like in our in our app or even just like with my friends or one-on-one with different members, I feel like we have that understanding and we go deep and we like have that connection and it's really exciting. But I do think that it's not really felt the this way where like a huge group understands the transformative power of what we're committed to doing um, on that kind of a scale, I guess you could say. And that was so powerful for me. Like it shifted something for me for sure. It definitely ignited and like unlocked something for me in a really, really big way. And, you know, I kind of talked about this in the community, but I got so excited after, (laughs) this is why I ran out of spoons for like a couple of weeks, but I got so excited after, um, our event that I literally couldn't sleep for like three days. I was just, I was so hyper (laughs) and so happy. Um, and it was, it was a good, you know, not being able to sleep. Like I was just so, so, so lit up and I still am. And one of the things that I thought about doing, and I, I don't exactly know how to do this, although I've been talking to some people about ways that we can maybe make it happen, but I've been really interested in figuring out a way to do Chronicon salons and do them all over the world, if not at least all over the country to start. And again, I'm not really sure how to do this. I'm such a New Yorker. I'm such a New York person. Um, And I've just always done, like I've been doing events since December, 2009, which was my first event. Um, and I have always done them in New York. I've literally never done an event outside of New York. So unless I'm like being invited to speak at someone else's event or something, but I've never produced an event outside of New York. So it just feels like a bit of a hurdle mentally more than anything. Um, and I just kind of need to take some time, maybe like after my brother's wedding and sit down and figure out what would that even look like for me to start doing events all over the country and then the world? So those are some things that I'm thinking about. And of course, my community, our Chronicon community, will be the first to know as we unpack and unfold a lot of that stuff. And, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure we touch on, which has sort of been in the background this whole time I've been sharing all of this with you is that I mentioned earlier, our theme for the month of June is everyday activism. And it is such an important theme. It's the first time in Chronicon that we have this theme. And I really wanted to bring this theme to the forefront because I know that the work that we are doing at Chronicon is rooted in activism. And I believe that the way that we are doing this work is in and of itself a form of activism because we are essentially reshaping and retelling the story of what activism looks like. I um, researched just a little bit and I kind of looked up to see, you know, what does it mean to be an activist? I Googled that question and the answer came back as 
An activist is someone who is active in campaigning for change, normally on political or social issues. Activism is what activists do. That is, the the methods they use in order to bring about change. And something else that I read was like, a person who campaigns about political or social change. And there was something, oh, here it is. I asked for what is an example of an activist. Um, It says, when you participate in a march protesting the closing of a neighborhood library, you're an activist. Someone who's actively involved in a protest or a political or social cause can be called an activist. Demonstrations, strikes, and sit-ins are all ways that an activist might work toward the change she believes in. And I just really thought that was so interesting because a lot of what we've been talking about in Chronicon's community just starting this month with everyday activism is how I know for myself, and I've heard this in a lot of our members, like going to marches, doing a sit-in, you know, doing some sort of convert like huge basically physical action towards our activism and towards the causes that are important to us would not be something that we would be considered like be comfortable participating in and honestly for me personally it would not be something that I would be physically able to participate in in a lot of ways right so I for lots of reasons it's not always just because I'm, I physically can't walk that far or whatever. Sometimes it's just like a a nervous system overload with too many people. Now, since COVID, it's like, I don't want to be exposed to that many people, right? So there's different nuances to why I wouldn't be able to do something like that. I wouldn't feel comfortable. And I basically would feel like I would be sacrificing my own health and well-being for this cause. And it's really interesting because I think, I know for my own life, I've sort of been trained and taught in different ways, whether it's like familial or otherwise, that like, that's what women do. That's what people do. When you really care about something or someone, you give your life for it, right? And oh my gosh, that could not be further from what I want to believe and what I aim to believe and what I'm working on believing more and more every day. But that is absolutely what I sort of grew up believing. And I don't even totally know where that idea came from. I think it's just an amalgamation of all these different things that I've sort of gathered throughout my lifetime. But it's been like cumulative. But um, I think for me now as an adult and also as the founder of Chronicon, I've noticed I've had to really kind of, what's the word, like really like push myself in a lot of ways to figure out how do I provide love and care and a space for, you know, a sense of healing or community and also not kill myself in the process. Also not harm myself in the process by giving too much. And I have weaved in and out of this, and I think I've mentioned it a few times on this um, podcast already because it's been a huge part of my journey. And I think it's, um, it's actually been really exciting, to be honest with you, because I've noticed that as I have learned to take a step back and I've learned to not, you know, kind of 
put myself in the middle of the road for a cause, right? And like get kind of trampled on or, you know, get harmed in the process. I've noticed that so many beautiful, amazing, abundant things have happened. And there actually is a lot of trust involved in what we're building now because, um, you know, it's just like a totally different experience, I think. Um, and also like then other people get to step in too. Right. So like I notice on the days when I've had like really few spoons, there's been quite a few of those days since the live event. And I have felt bad sometimes when I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't been able to be like in the community and responding to everyone, you know, every single day or right away or whatever it might be. Um, I'll go in a few days later and I'll be like, oh my God, this person has like five comments on their thing or they have like, you know, 10 people liked their post or, you know, it's, they, they've gotten the love, they've gotten the message that they matter. And I didn't have to be the only one to tell them that. So that's why I always tell our community members, like when you comment, when you like, when you share, when you show up for an event, it actually really does matter. It's part of the healing process for all of us. So, you know, bringing it back to activism, what I've really been sharing a lot in the community is that I've had to learn that activism is, it's personal and I get to participate in activism in my own ways, um, on my own time. And no one else really gets to tell me whether or not I am being a good activist or an activist at all. And I think probably one of the people who has helped me see that the most is my dear friend, Paula Mendoza. I love her so much. She was one of the founders of the Women's March, and I'm friends with many of the women who started the Women's March. And um, it was just an incredible experience to be sort of on the sidelines, like watching all of them and seeing how much they gave to that incredible, incredible event. And I participated in the Women's March and I was there and, you know, we all had a huge sleepover the night before and went to DC and all the things. Um, My body was in a different place then and there was no COVID then. So it was a little bit easier for me to do that. But I also did it in my own way. Like I remember I, you know, participated, but then like halfway through the day, I had to kind of find a place to sit and I wasn't able to like be standing for like, you know, countless hours and, and all of that. And I I just did it my own way. Right. And then soon after I remember, I think it was a year after in 2017, um, Paula actually had sent an email to our mutual friends and had said that, you know, she was kind of gathering some friends of hers and they were going to start singing. And she's like, I forget exactly what she said, but they were basically just like, there's no like agenda to this. But Harry Harry Belafonte had actually said to them, uh, when the music is strong, the people are strong. And he had said that, um, you know, it's really about like coming together in song and using our voice and, you know, music can be such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful tool. And they were all inspired to just like get together and sing. And I remember when Paula reached out and said this and I had sang my whole life. Um, I took voice lessons for like 15 years as a kid and, um, I was like, oh no, 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 I haven't sang in so long. Like I can't, I can't do that. 
And then I saw one Instagram story of Paula and this group of amazing folks that were getting together. It's all women and non-binary um, individuals. And um, anyone who identifies as a woman is, is allowed to join and, and welcome to join. And um, and so I saw their, their gathering and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks so cool. And Essentially, you know, from the second rehearsal, I've been a part of the women's, um, sorry, the resistance revival chorus. Um, and it's been such a blessing and it's really beautiful because for a lot of the pandemic, I have not been able to do gigs. And since getting this new diagnosis, I've really not felt, um, ready to like be on stage. It takes so much out of me to be on stage and sing the songs that we sing are really impassioned and, you know, need to be sang from our whole spirit, which is so beautiful, but it's, it's taken a lot out of me to do that. Right. So I've, I've not done that as much, um, since the pandemic and also for, for safety reasons for my immune system. But I saw the chorus, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago now. Um, and it was, you know, for one of our community meetings and I hadn't seen them in so long and it was just like family. It was like, oh my gosh, everyone was so happy to see me. I was so happy to see them. It really was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space. And the reason why I'm, I'm sharing about it is because I think a lot of you have been curious about the Resistance Revival Chorus. And I know many of you heard them sing at the conference um, a few weeks ago. And um, also, I'm sure some of you have streamed our music on Spotify too. But I think the thing that that the chorus taught me so much is that like, it is that true compassion and non-judgment around how I show up when it comes to my activism. We have some people in the chorus who are on the front lines, you know, fighting for what's right every single day in a really um, extraordinary ways, right? Like they're showing up, they have rapid actions that they do and they're showing up when someone is wrongfully accused, when, you know, there is a gun violence, um, situation, when there are so many things happening, um, and they're right there, they're right there and physically showing up in person. I have never been judged for my, uh, for the way that I can show up. And if I can show up, you know, for four gigs in a week, great. If I can't show up for a gig for three years, that's also great. And it's really been such a beautiful teacher for me. And so I've seen that my sense of activism and the way that I really get to have activism every single day in my life is through this beautiful, beautiful work that we're doing at Chronicon. The fact that we are coming together and telling ourselves and others that we have the right to thrive and we have the right to want more for ourselves in a system and in family systems and in you know a place that is and in a body that it is constantly telling us that we don't have that right or not encouraging us to have that right. The fact that we are doing that is activism. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And so I, um, yeah, I've just been thinking about this a lot and, oh, I really think that, you know, and even like when I rest, when I rest, I think I am, I am exercising 
activism in that moment because my systems have always told me that I'm not allowed to rest and relax, right? And so I'm going against what I've been taught. I'm going against the grain. I'm going against, you know, so many things that um, we've just been perpetuating for lifetimes. And so when we do that, it's really an extraordinary thing. It really, really, really is. And I think there's so many things we could talk about when it comes to everyday activism, but this is kind of like an overview that I wanted to share with you. And I also wanted to share um, just a little bit about, you know, how I felt about the live event. And oh my gosh, you angels have, I, I mean, I know I say it to you every day. And I know we have people here that are listening that are not in the community only, but those of you who are in Chronicon's community in our orbit, I just could not be more grateful for you. You provide so much love and uh, possibility and divinity and truth to my day every single day. And it's really just such a privilege to be doing this work with you. And I know that we're going to be doing so much more and we have a lot of opportunities um, behind the scenes, you know, that are brewing to hopefully allow us to really take this work to a level that I've always known it's meant to be, but I haven't been able to do on my own. Um, so we're going to be, you know, sharing more about that in the coming months, but there's still a lot to be figured out. But I just want you to know, like, you all are just so meaningful to me. And I know you have made an impact on every person's life in the community because that's who each of you are, truly, truly, truly. So thank you for being on the journey with me. Thank you for being patient as I, you know, warmed up to getting back into the swing of things with these solo episodes. Um, I definitely <laughs> was like hanging on by a thread trying to get the episodes out before the uh, conference. So I'm really glad that, you know, you all were so patient with me and in, in my ability to do that. And, um, and yeah, and I, I think I might, I was doing like one solo episode, one interview, like on and off like that for a while, but I think I might give myself a little break to do, um, a few more interviews than solo episodes. So we'll see, um, how it shakes out. So if that if that rhythm changes, don't be alarmed. Um, and yeah, I just love you all so much. I'm so glad that we got to be together today and please let me know, um, on Instagram. We always post, um, a reel, like a little excerpt reel. Um, our head of social Katie always posts that and Jasmine behind the scenes. Oh my God. Those two. I also just am like obsessed with both of them. They're just really, uh, I could not have done Chronicon's live event without those two. So thank you both. And um, yeah, they're, they're always getting together our assets to post on Instagram because otherwise I would never share about the podcast because I'd always forget. So um, let me know what you thought of this episode um, on the gram or in the DMs or in the community. And I will talk to you very soon. All right, loves, I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Thriving Together podcast. If you did, I would love to have you subscribe either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and please be sure to rate and review the show, especially if you liked it, because it really helps make sure that this content gets to more and more people. 
Thanks so much for listening. And I cannot wait to be with you for the next episode.